Attention crew, this is your Captain Caliban speaking. This is a supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals, where we bring you news and tidbits from the world of Trek, also interviews with special guests, and a few little surprises along the way. Well, we've been cruising along at warp speed through our fourth year of the show. Last week I talked with Heel Mary and Gooey Fame of the Existence is Futile podcast about the DS9 episode Necessary Evil. Uh, look back in our show feed if you missed it, and you shouldn't miss it. I had a lot of fun talking with those two. But we're going to take a chance to slow it down a bit this week and check in with the latest developments in the world of Trek news. Discovery is getting close to wrapping up its second season. There are new Trek shows in the pipeline, and we're here to help you tell a Lieutenant Hawk from a hand phaser. And to that end, I've called once again on my co-host over at the Just Enough Trope podcast, Mikan Hana, to lay it all out for you. Just Enough Trope is dedicated to bringing you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment, and Mika is a certified nerd news technician, and we're putting her to work for you. That's coming right up. Stay tuned after the news to hear about what's coming up on next week's show. Extra, extra, hear all about it. And with that, let's get underway. All right. Well, thanks for joining me again. Absolutely. To do up a little Star Trek news in the Just Enough Trope style. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you talking about on Just Enough Trope just before we get started on the news here? What's been going on over there? Uh, sure. Yeah. We uh, talked about a couple of new releases. We talked about uh, Jordan Peele's Us. Ooh. Uh, yes. Uh, and uh, also the new DC film Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Shazam! Shazam! That's an exclamation point. Yes, you've got to say it in a fun way. There's a rule in Hollywood, yeah, uh, that like movies with exclamation points, or maybe it's just question marks, don't do well. I think you have run this by me before. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, your movie wouldn't do very well. Right. And I think specifically the title of Who Framed Roger Rabbit is just That's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, no, no question, question mark. mark, because Amblin knew that movies that ended in a question mark Didn't don't do, do well. well. And that did gangbusters. Like movies with Mars in the title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those don't do well either. Well, they don't do well if they're called John Carter either. No, they don't. Won't be any more movies entitled John Carter. No. No, there shall not. So uh, do you talk about any comic books at all since you yes. like Shazam so much? Uh, Shazam! Shazam! Uh, we actually just covered, uh, we talked about Grant Morrison's uh, Batman and Robin Ah. Uh, so, uh, which is the run coming right off of his uh, Batman R.I.P., uh, in which Dick Grayson is Batman and Damien is Robin. Graham Morrison, I wonder how he feels about Star Trek. Good question. Think he likes it? I don't know if it's dark and gritty enough for him. Mm. Although, I have to you say... You just opened a door. I have to say, Discovery... A dark and gritty door. They, they, they seem to like... He probably likes Discovery. Well, oh, they... I like when they blow each other up. Right? I mean, it's a little <laughs> darker than like... He, I think that he assumes a priori mm, mm-hmm. uh, in his world that it is dark and gritty, and then he comes in to make it better or tries to show you that no like heroes can be good like flick all the way back 
and uh, Trek fans, just another 30 minutes of this and then we're going to move on. But think <laughs> all the way back to like F- Flex Mentalo, you know, it's like he's this great uh, paragon of a hero, you know, and his creator's world is so crappy. But like there's that the wonder of ideas. Right. You know, come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination, that sort of thing. Right. So if you put him in Trek. Yeah, I think if you just gave him carte blanche to do whatever, he would probably turn the contrast up and the brightness down yes. <laughs> to make Trek super dark. So then he could go, no, oh, but it's about the ideals and stuff like that. <laughs> right. I don't know what There's I There's positivity in there. Right. Yeah. But it's like it's already there. So it probably doesn't even register. Like you show it to him and he's like, I'm waiting to see something. Like it <laughs> just looks like a blank page to him. But but I, yeah, like a polar I, bear in a snowstorm. I, yeah, kind of. You know, he's currently writing uh, Green Lantern, and I know there oh. is a Green Lantern Star Trek crossover comic book. So, oh. anyway, that would be good. I'd like to see his take. I I would too. Almost as much as Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> who a priori uh, assumes that everybody's terrible and then doesn't do anything to change that. It just remains terrible all the way through. Right. <laughs> Whatever he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's dive into the news, uh, the Trek news for the past uh, couple days, week, uh, maybe week or two. Um, starting off uh, with sad news uh, that we have to talk about. Uh, Vonda Ann McIntyre has died at the age of 70. Oh, no. Uh, she was really a, a, a paragon in the world of science fiction, but also in uh, feminist science fiction and one of the great uh, early uh, sci-fi, uh, female sci-fi authors sure. uh, out there. Somebody who herself was uh, inspired greatly by Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote a handful of uh, original Star Trek novels. She also did okay. um, novelizations of a couple of the TOS films. Oh, and famously had said uh, that she like started writing uh, a Star Trek script. She was already like an author, at, uh, I think, at the time. But mm-hmm. as, as soon as she saw like the first episode of Star Trek, she's like, "Ooh, ooh, I got it. Okay, all right, I got right. an yeah. idea. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, uh, not dark enough. No, that's uh, Grant Morrison. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So uh, sad. Uh, Seventy, too young. Way too young. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, you got some, you know, some years left in you. Um, uh, that's too bad. Um, did it say what she she passed from? Do we know? Uh, pancreatic cancer. Okay, well that's that sucks. Yeah, and it uh, actually, that's one of the worst cancers. It had you taken can get. her sister uh, the year before as well. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, uh. go to the doctor, everybody. But uh, it, she was actually working on a novel. She had just finished another novel like a week or two before uh, oh, she died. Kidding. So she hit that deadline. <laughs> She's a pro. Wow. Yeah. To be working like that when you're sick. Gosh. Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. I don't have that kind of dedication. I don't know if I would <laughs> no, I either. Don't. I mean, but then again, I'm, I'm not a Hugo and Nebula award-winning author. Uh, so. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't sell yourself short. Uh, so anyway, she'll be missed. Um, yeah. We were talking about Jordan Peele before, yes, and we, were. we don't want to go through the whole thing here, but I wanted to make sure that we mentioned that Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone reboot is now yes. available on CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. And I think technically, uh, you can check on this, it's probably still there. The first episode, The Comedian, starring Kamel Nanjiani, yes. should be available on YouTube still uh, for I free. I saw that. Yep. Which is great. Yeah, you they know, did they... that with um, the first uh, episode, episode of, of season two of Discovery. Yeah, but then they yeah. pulled that after a while. So if you haven't oh, seen it, you don't it. have CBS All Access, but you want to check out the new Twilight Zone, uh, run to YouTube and, and check that out. Yeah, it's a it's a good way to get you in. And if you're interested, then 
go get a CBS All Access account. And we won't give you our review here because we reviewed it on Just Enough Trope. Yes, we did. Um, this last episode? I believe it is the last yeah, episode. It's yeah. our last episode, episode 302, so you can get our thoughts on it. You want to sum up your thoughts? Um, uh, first episode did not really care for. Um, <laughs> uh, we are not uh, sponsored by CBS All Access. No, no, clearly. <laughs> um, I, I think you and I touched on this in, the, in, in our Just Enough Trope episode, but there was just, there was a lot of padding. It's very long. It, it's very, that, that's the other thing. It's, it's 55 minutes long. Yeah. The second episode is around a half an hour. A little, little over, a little maybe. tighter, a little tighter. And, and that conceit. <laughs> well, yeah, but this the second episode, the conceit in it is something that you feel like they could have taken more out of, yeah. or they could have done more with. We were much kinder to us than to uh, the Twilight Zone. But yes. if you want to hear our mostly non-histrionic <laughs> thoughts and review of Twilight Zone. You can find it at justenoughtrope.com, our most recent episode. Yes. I'm hoping they'll get better. I am too. They'll have to. I'm I'm crossing and my before fingers. Before you hate me, AV Club didn't like it either. So <laughs> don't don't come for me. Well, I mean, here here's here's the thing, right? If yeah. you're going to bring something like the Twilight Zone back, which is incredibly iconic. You better top the John Lithgow uh, segment of the Twilight Zone movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you you better bring it, and and don't just redo stories that were in the original series. Well, they too. you know they wanted to make a connection and do an homage, I, and I, I get that. You know, it's like Star Trek Discovery. Maybe that would have gone. Maybe that would have been a better... I'm trying to get us to the next thing. Yeah, maybe that would have been a better first episode <laughs> okay. than a second episode. I agree. Let's talk about Star Trek Discovery. Uh, we are coming up upon the... When you're when we're doing this, I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, in the middle of the week of around April 9th, 10th, when this comes out, uh, we are coming up on the second to last episode of Star Trek Discovery. Wow. But technically not because it's a two-parter. Now, they're going to air on separate oh. nights. They will air on successive Thursdays, but it will be a um, cliffhanger, cliffhanger situation, which uh, is fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I had said on an early episode of some show, who knows anymore, that I would be okay with a full-on cliffhanger going into season three, you know, a oh, Mr. Sure. Warf fire situation. Oh, wow. um, but who knows if we'll get that. Uh, this is going to be real bad radio, but they did release... Uh, nine promo images for Such Sweet Sorrow, the, uh, the 13th episode of the second season. Yep. Okay. You can find them on StarTrek.com. They've got them marqueed right now. We're going to look at them together. Okay. Terrible radio, but well, tell me what you think. Okay. Here's uh, a first picture. A lot of blue. First picture is a lot of blue, yep. and they are clearly looking at something. It's Bryce Reese and uh, Washakun, and they're looking at something. Yeah. It's they seem not... Very seem happy. descriptive. Then we see the crew. And they're looking at something. They're still looking at something. And it's still blue. <laughs> Something's coming. <laughs> oh, lens picture number flare. three. We have lens flare. Yeah. <laughs> and we see Burnham and Spock. Burnham and Spock. Now, Burnham looks like she's in a, a sort of tactical uniform. It doesn't look like the uh, normal disco uniform here. She looks no, like you're she's. Right. Uh, it looks like leather or pleather. Or something. She's Black Widow or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Looking at the sleeves. So maybe she's going on some kind of mission or something mm -hmm. with Spock, who is still in city clothes. Yeah. His beard doesn't grow like that normally, does it? <laughs> I think he's doing some grooming to make. If you it look can't like get that. the point on the sideburn because it's connected to your beard, the yeah. point just grows out. I guess so. in your face part. And does he does he grow? Not all men grow. 
beard hair onto their cheekbones. No. You know I mean? They've like cut it like a jack-o'-lantern. They've this cut is, this thing out. This is clearly a choice that he's got Oh, no, they've with. made a choice for sure. Uh, I think he wants to differentiate from dad, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but his dad... Oh, his dad doesn't have any facial hair. Oh, huh? you're right. He doesn't have any facial Mirror hair. Mirror Sarah has a goatee because that's just... That's just a style. Right, right. That's what you do. Okay. Let's look at the fourth picture. Uh, once again, we've got Reese looking at uh, Bryce here. Or maybe it's the other way around. Right. <laughs> it's kind of mixed up. Uh, the computer screen. Uh, looks like we have an embrace between Tyler and Burnham. And, and Burnham. she's wearing, again, that different looking costume. It's got the fingerless gloves or it's yeah. got the sleeves with the thumb holes. Yeah, he's wearing a Discovery uniform. Okay, now wider Similar shot. picture number six. Yep. People will follow along at home, right? Yeah, right. Uh, number seven out of nine, it looks like we are looking at, uh, not seven out of nine, but right, we're looking at uh, Giorgio, yep. who is in, wow, that's a cool number. She's in a leather button-up number with like a plastron on the front. Yeah, uh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, she looks like um, the most evil drum major. <laughs> and ah, number eight is rather revealing. It looks like it's the alien from... Oh, from the Runaway. short track Runaway. Yes, from the short track Runaway. Okay, that is uh, that gives us a clue that maybe we're gonna revisit her. I had no idea she was gonna be. We were gonna be seeing her oh, ever again. Well, then clearly, you don't listen to Discoverage, our Star Trek Discovery oh, live I... recap show, at 9 p.m. Central after every episode of Star Trek Discovery I... on CBS All Access. I listen to all of them. We have theorized for a long time, even that before it became uh, the thing of the day, du jour, that they're all connected somehow. And so she is back. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know where Fred Astaire fits in, but we'll or all Harry find Mudd. out at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or his androids, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which one of these people's an android? Ooh, good Too late. question. Uh, and the last one is, it <laughs> looks like she's... <laughs> Eating ice cream? Eating some ice cream. <laughs> Isn't that what Tilly introduced her to? Now, was the, her face, yeah, was her face always that um, distinctive? I honestly can't remember, to be perfectly honest. I might have to rewatch that short track. It looks veiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your face, wow, you've been looking veiny. You're yeah, working it's, out? A, it's uh, a great is it, explanation. Is it, uh, now we've seen, uh, this could just be something about her as an alien. I know that she does have sort of facial features, but, you know, we've seen somebody like Leland get infected with, juice and then oh so is she yes. infected with the control juice Ooh, that's a good question i don't, I don't know I, don't I know. know i know but if she's connected to the <laughs> control juice why would they give her ice cream and be why would they be civil towards her? perhaps this is where she's revealing that she's <laughs> <laughs> maybe they already did the makeup that day and these are just the they're shooting the reverses but oh, the okay. onset photographer is just snapping pics and and so control is like continuity. you gave me ice cream so i'm good now yeah <laughs> that onset photographer you know he doesn't know what these pictures mean he doesn't know the significance of them sure and just releases them and if you work for star trek.com you don't know either where am i going with this i'll tell you in these pictures, we see Spock in his normal, I've worn this the entire season, yes. before it was cool, civilian attire. However, a picture has quote-unquote leaked. Now, when I say leaked, I mean it came from Star StarTrek.com Star Trek.com had an article about uh, Ethan Peck, the actor behind Spock's inclusion in this year's, I think it's this year's. Mm-hmm. I, I would think so. This year or next year. Anyway, it's Star Trek Cruise 4. Yes. It's the Star Trek cruise. Yes. Um, it's on the Royal Princess 
Caribbean, or is that from Love Boat? I don't remember. <laughs> and uh, he is uh, going to be on this. Now, the picture they use to announce him being on it shows him in a blue, updated Discovery TOS uniform with the Spock bowl cut, no beard, and given the old, how's Live your father? long and prosper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What I know. You, you first showed it to me. I was like, huh. What, 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 how's it look? What do you think? Uh, I, I think it looks good. I mean, I, I think he is a, like, as he's been portraying so far this year, I think he's a he's a good Spock. Um, I think he gives off a Leonard Nimoy-ish vibe. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what? He's taking pictures of naked ladies and he's coughing a lot. I don't know. I'm just trying to, <laughs> we're just having fun. Uh, he's uh, searching for the aliens who created the pyramids. Right. What, what, what is the Clearly. Nimoy vibe in your in your mind? Um, he's I... he's got a turtleneck and a corduroy blazer on, and he's hitting on grad students. Right, right. That's uh, a deep cut. In the invasion of the, the, the body snatchers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think that he, you know, kind of gives off this like I'm so serious, and yet I'm, you know. <laughs> That's the first. That was the audition. Yeah. Ethan Peck comes in. He's like, oh, "Wow, well, auditioning for Star Trek. Yes. It's gonna be great." Yeah. Come on, I'm ready to do this. Right. And they're like, "Less, less." He's like, "What? What?" Pull it back. Pull it back. Fire the phasers. Less, less. Fire the phasers. This is the guy. This is the guy. <laughs> So um, we are fairly sure this is real. Now, I yes. am somebody who always takes things with a grain of salt, especially as a journalist. I'm always researching things, and I was not ready to believe this for a long time, but I'm ready to believe it now. Okay. And it recently happened. It only came out a day or two ago. In fact, if you search for Spock, Caribbean Cruise, or whatever, Ethan Peck, it will point you to the Star Trek.com announcement page, which, clicking through, 404. Yeah. It took the page down. So the page is still cached uh, in Google's, um, cached, cached, whatever. Uh, I don't know that much. Uh, in Google search results, but you can't way back it and you right. can't click the cache link on it. So it's been scrubbed. It doesn't exist. It's not there. So right. somebody pulled this down mm -hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. And the general consensus or theory is, is that CBS did that because somebody at some point made a mistake. You know, they clearly provided... Caribbean Cruise Lines or Star Trek.com with the promotional material, it was mm -hmm. the wrong stuff, or they weren't to release it before a certain time, say right. the midpoint of the two parter where right. you hear a, a, a Gillette razor going <laughs> and then <laughs> and the door opens up and it's like, fire the phasers. Uh, so that's that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I think you're right. There's a really um, cheesy, uh, there's the Caribbean Queen or whatever, the ship is in the background and it has a cheesy set of nacelles uh start as federation nacelles yes. glued to it which i was like all right that's the giveaway but if you look at other promotional images like the one of uh catherine janeway yes um also played named kate mulgrew yes uh, who is going to be the um sort of captain of the cruise sure uh her picture has those weirdo nacelles on the ship too yeah so, so they I either just found a background and did some really good photoshop or not Here's my last reason why I think that this is real. Okay. And it goes back to an urban legend that I heard that I don't know if it's true or not, but <laughs> you right. know the Secret Service? Uh-huh. The Secret Service work for the Department of the Treasury. You know what else the Department of the Treasury does? What? Looking for that fake money, looking for the counterfeit money, right? Right. And I always heard that when you are trained to search for counterfeit money, they don't give you counterfeit money. They only give you real money. 
You come in first okay, day. Sure. Listen up, you pukes. You're gonna learn to spot fake bills out in the wild. Right. Here you go. It's like, is this snap snap? This is a real five hundred dollar bill. That's right. Okay. Study it. Next day they come in. Here you go. Uh, this is just the same five hundred dollar bill. We're making a look at fake ones. You don't need to look at fake ones because if you only know what a real one uh, one looks like, when you see a fake one, you'll, you'll know, know it's fake. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that totally works. Ask the guy that sits on the stool at my local bar if that works <laughs> for IDs. But I have done so much bad Photoshop that I know right away if it's good Photoshop. Sure. <laughs> and this was not done by any hack. I think this was done by somebody at CBS Licensing. Sure. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like. It, you would see the telltale signs of it being some fake job of just some dude at STLV in a costume and they put his head on it, you know? Well, right. It, or like the background looks like really weird and like fake or... Well, um, you can do things with it. Even I, even I can do something with that. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I've seen some really bad Photoshop and like if I can tell it's really bad Photoshop, then I feel like it's pretty bad. So you're saying I don't have a talent at all? No, I'm saying you have do have a talent. You for sure have a Give talent. Give me that $500 bill. Oh my goodness. Let's do this. All right. Uh, what else is going on in Star Trek news? Uh, we should talk probably very quickly about mm-hmm. the news that John Cho, who plays Hikaru Sulu in the Kelvin Vernon universe films, yes. has been cast in the Cowboy Bebop Netflix TV series. Yes. We talked about this on Trope. Yes. He's going to play Spike. Spike Spiegel. Yes. The main character of cowboy bebop yeah um i am not super excited about this oh here we go and and i comes the hater i don't like you know it's not like i have a problem with john cho he is just not a quote spike type i feel like and we talked about this on on just enough trope yeah all Um, right spread your sickness get it out there all right i i think cough on everybody um elliot gould (laughs) You know, I feel like Spike was based on Elliot Gould. I feel like that ship has sailed as far as his involvement well, <laughs> in the Well, he couldn't production. play Spike now. <laughs> but a quote-unquote Elliot, Elliot Gould type, you know, like an up-and-coming Elliot Gould type. So then my challenge to you is, who is the Elliot Gould type? Oh, gosh, you would ask me that. Um, I don't know if there's anybody cool I'd throw enough. you the peck, peck in the mix. Not bad. Put a curly wig on him? Yeah. You gotta smile a little more. He, he does have to smile a little more. <laughs> he'll, right. have to, He's he'll have, have to give sassy. up his pursuit of the colonar. Yeah. You're not getting that necklace, Ethan. You worked so hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not bad. Um, I... I... <laughs> wow. I've totally impressed you. <laughs> by just saying a name of somebody that we just talked about. All right. All right. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, um, did we talk about this on Trope? I can't remember. But uh, when's the Gosling conversation start? Oh, the Ryan Gosling? I mean, he's not going to do a Netflix show. You don't think so? No. I guess he's too too big of a deal for yeah. that. Um, yeah. Um, he would, like, just stop all the fights, though. Everybody would be, like, get their guns out, and they're all, like, getting ready to kung fu and everything. Oh, and then he's got to come. Guys, guys, come on. Come on. No. Hey, 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 hey. Take it easy. <laughs> in the video right i don't think i have it's like a youtube video or just some citizen video of uh, oh, new really? york city and there's there's two i don't know what's going on it's just 
drunk people or something, but there's two people who are about to just throw down. And out of, out of the side of the frame in like a tank top, like Ryan Gosling comes in and is like, guys, guys, come on, come on, come on. Are you and serious? They just, tension diffused. That's wow. his power. Okay. Yes. All right. I guess I could see it. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Uh, I feel like, what was the... He was in some movie where he was like just killing people and like Ryan Gosling. Was it Drive? He was in Drive. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, he was also in a movie called Only God Forgives. Okay. That's the one where he's like, "Hey, you want to fight?" Yeah. That's my Ryan Gosling. Okay, that's pretty good. Or he's like, "What? What do you want? What do you want?" <laughs> right. So is he it's from the Notebook? Oh. <laughs> he's a guy who's kind of defined by silence so it's like hard to do like an impression of him do you know what i mean yeah like he's usually like 75 percent of the films he's in he's just sort of like brooding <laughs> looking yeah. off into the middle distance yeah yeah so he, he he doesn't like hulk out or nick cage you know a whole lot yeah uh, he, he does sometimes but yeah you're right so i guess if i had a monologue about like how great jazz is and let me explain jazz to you like that would be oh i think he does that moving on <laughs> I wanted to talk about something that I'm very excited about. Sure. Uh, we've talked before on this program about the Deep Space Nine documentary, What We Left Behind, yes, which has been one of those things that we've talked about and talked about yeah. and talked about, and they keep talking about it. Update, update this, update that. When is this thing going to come out? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, my Discovered co-host Ella has, of yes. course, watched it. Yes, she um, has. And all she can do, because she is not a cyborg camera person, is just... Oh, R.I.P. Cyborg camera person. Too soon. Oh. Uh, we uh, All she can do is just say it's great. So we know it's great. I trust her. Mm-hmm. Well, we finally have the news that it is going to come out for one day in theaters, oh. May 13th. It's going to be one of those Fathom event deals in a special engagement. It will come out at a theater near you. So at the time that I'm announcing this, early April... Check this out. Go get your tickets. Oh, wow. Um, just Google it. I'm not going to leave you a link because I don't get any money from it. But yeah, Google it. You could probably still get tickets, but this is a big deal. That is a big deal. If you don't see it in the theater, you will be able to pick up the Shout Factory DVD when they're released later in the year. Oh, holy cow. Okay, so there's not going to be a place where you can st- stream this at Yeah, all. You, you'll, you can stream it too when it comes out later in the year. Oh, okay. All right. But get your tickets now if you want to see it now yeah it'll be a fathom experience all right that sounds good kind of like when we saw uh battle angel alita not the right title and then there was an awkward kind of boring interview with the cast afterwards and the producer uh-huh john yeah. lando right afterwards right oh so jim tell me about this movie well i've been working on this movie for a long time you gotta get it oh, it's great with technical camera 3d 3d submarine 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 oh rosa your dress is so pretty Kind of a the, that was the, the, the back of, and forth. Uh, Christoph Waltz, tell us, what was it like to play this character who takes this woman on as his daughter? Well, you know, it was taught to be his daughter. I'm a father myself. Oh. Right. Oh, uh, Jennifer Connelly, uh, you look so pretty. <laughs> That's all I can say. Didn't you get, was, she... didn't it kind of feel like that? What? Oh, Robert Rodriguez. Oh, I, I love your films. Oh, Spy Kids. So imaginative. Oh, right. Thank, you know, I do, I do what I can. Okay, let's have the ladies dance for us. Oh, no. Three. Did three. I've done three. Is this coming through at all? Um, if you didn't feel that way, then maybe I'm just imagining. I, 
Yeah, I mean, people don't really uh, give enough respect to women. I mean, you're you're an actress. You're working hard. You're, you know, you're actually acting. Um, and people just all I can say is that you're beautiful. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, come on, she she's not like just doing this for for her own health. Men are beautiful too. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag men too. Oh right? boy, we got to destroy this. Oh boy, I can't get out. No. Anyway, well, we don't have that problem on Discovery. No, we don't. No, I have a feeling that Sonequa Martin Green would just dismiss everyone else, and she Probably. would just handle the panel herself. <laughs> In addition to being a very talented actress, she's a, a talented public speaker, and she yeah has the confidence and verbosity to to handle any question i yes i'd love I to see so. i hope that w- you know when she um has like a surprise birthday party or something like that <laughs> i hope when they all jump out and yell kapla or whatever she's like i don't even know what to say but i don't even think she's ever said that in her life before <laughs> <laughs> you don't think she'd ever be a loss for words yeah that's what i'm saying yeah okay <laughs> Uh, well, that's good. She should hone, hone that talent and harness yes. it because she's going to take it to the big screen. She's not leaving right? Discovery, but she's got a new opportunity coming up. It looks like she will be joining LeBron James in the sequel slash, it's probably more of a reboot at this point, to Space Jam. Oh, my God. Space Jam. Wow. Okay. That is, I would never have guessed that, but... Okay, um, I mean, sure to be a whole high-profile film. I mean, I guess I'd heard <laughs> that LeBron James was going to be doing it, but and I I know there are a lot of Space Jam fans out there that are probably super excited about this. <laughs> you are like. <laughs> You don't have that thing that Sonequa Martin-Green has, <laughs> oh, no. uh, and you, you are kind of setting yourself up uh, in opposition to these uh, theoretical Space Jam fans that yeah, exist out there. I suppose I am. But that's okay. It's not for you. Do you no. know what I mean? Yes. Uh, the one sad thing is that I'm sure that she wouldn't take a part that's below her, but right. it looks like she'll be playing LeBron James's wife. Okay. Does so, she like interact with the cartoons too? Well, that's my thing. Like it's him. He'll he'll be the Jordan role. Yeah, clearly. Uh, so he'll get sucked into the golf hole or whatever. Right. Um, they won't do that again. We'll probably do something else. Yeah, sad. That's else. what I'm guessing. Uh, so, and then <laughs> apparently, like they're having the reason it's been taking a long time because how long yeah. does it take to make this movie? Plus, you have to do the animation. That's so true. they haven't even shot it yet. But apparently LeBron is a producer himself, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, okay. He's having trouble getting cameos with other NBA stars because they all want more money than they're willing to spend or that the sp- oh, studio is willing to spend. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, this is, a, this is Space Jam 2, mother lover. Right, right. So they're, 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 they want more money than the, what the studio is willing to fork up. Yeah. Well, that's really unfortunate. Um. I honestly, I don't remember how many cameos there were in the first one, but I bet there were quite a few. There, yeah, yeah. It all, so yeah. there's the guys that they like stole the powers from. Mm-hmm. Why am I schooling you on Space Jam? <laughs> I, I guess you know it better than you thought you did. So anyway, just when I hear like wife, I just feel like it sounds like second tier. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe she could play like a a WNBA star. 
right? I mean, she's like 5'3", but you never know. (laughs) You never know. Yeah, she's the Spud Webb of the WNBA. Right. And so, yeah, but, you know, just like having her be like, oh, no, where's my my husband? It seems like a secondary character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope that that's not the case. I hope she's more involved. Um because I would I would hate to see her like like you said like kind of like take a back seat almost for like is this her I don't even know is this her film debut or has she she's probably been in other films before She's not 8 I know I'm sure she's been in other films before Okay I okay. don't know her This is probably one of the highest film but I know she can cry if she's sad oh, that LeBron Lord. is gone. Yes, we okay. know that. Right, we, love, we love you. Uh, yeah. Sydney, come on. Uh, I want to talk real fast. I talked about this on Trope, but I have to mention it here because it belongs yeah. here. Uh, I got a chance to play the VR game Star Trek yes. Dark Remnant, which is now available at Buster's and Dave's. Yes. Yeah, that's how I, I call them Buster's and Dave's. <laughs> Me and Buster close, Dave. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, again, not a plug. Sounds like a plug. I just want to tell you, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've never played VR before, even though I'm a video game guy, because I'm a poor video game guy who literally, see that over there? That's yeah. a stack of PS2 games that I play. So uh, I'd never just really even tried or done VR. And honestly, the last time I did, <laughs> this is how old I am, uh, it was a thing that was in a bar for fun. And there was, you'd shoot a pterodactyl or something. There's this dumb pterodactyl game. Sure. It's come so far since then. So far. I was playing this and getting experience on it for a story. And I was literally blown away by the air that they blow in your face. I think it comes out of the helmet. But you put this huge helmet on and you are on the USS Galileo, which is a uh, science ship and also a um, fast response ship. And the plot of the game is you're being sent by Starfleet Command. It's set in the Kelvin universe, but you know, it's for the aesthetic and it is incredible. You're sent to rescue some scientists who are monitoring like a a neutron star or something like that. Uh, I won't spoil anything. I will say that the enterprise does make an appearance as does you get your briefing from, uh, from commander Spock played by Zachary Quinto. And as you're doing it, you're, you're scanning things, you're, you're shooting, you're fighting uh, Klingons that show up at one point and it's not just looking at a screen. The whole thing is around you. So you need to, it's important that you're looking ahead of you, but you can look to the side, up, down. You can see other people working at the bridge. Mm-hmm. Guy with four arms picking his nose. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's it's unbelievable. You know, I was swept away literally when the seat and entire platform tilted. <laughs> it's also a full motion thing. So you're flying up around, going down. It's really great. That's awesome. There's uh, one of three endings, depending on how well you do, like as you're playing. Okay. Uh, my one gripe would be it's a little too short. I mean, it's 10, okay. 15 minutes. Uh, how long are you really going to sit and do it? Um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. So if you are a Dave and Buster's person or a Buster's and Dave person, uh, <laughs> and you like to, I guess it makes it more than one Buster if you put it, <laughs> it's Buster's and Dave. Sure. Or is it Buster and Dave's? Yeah. This is my bed. I don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, I definitely go check that out. And uh, play the life-size Rock'em Sock'em Robots while you're there. Oh, nice. That's pretty awesome. You think if you, um, you know, there's Employee of the Month. If you're, like, l- the worst Employee of the Month, they put you in, like, a Rock'em Sock'em Robot suit. And they tie your feet to the things. Oh, my God. And they're like, go ahead, kids. No, I, yeah, this one's, a, the blue one's jumpy, but don't worry about it. It's like, <laughs> why is it screaming? <laughs> Like, oh, KO, you that got him. That would be terrible. Oh, <laughs> my God. What a nightmare. <laughs> Have you ever played a Star Trek video game? I don't think 
I have, to be perfectly honest. No, I, I've watched you play a couple of them, but I haven't actually played one myself. Like what? Um, like there is like one where you are like running around and like you got like missions from different ones. Like you're on like a, I don't know if you're on a ship or if you're on a station, but like you're like running around and you're getting like missions from different people and then like people start attacking oh, you. you okay. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Trek Online. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. I was like, let's see, people on a ship or a station doing missions. I, uh, I that know. narrows it down to all of them. I know, right? Okay, great. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we are actually um, in the process of uh, recording and producing and playing um, some Star Trek games for some upcoming video features. Ooh. Uh, so I want to drop that little morsel i'll be coming back to that in a little bit sadly not vr that's one thing that i was sad about with the vr thing they do have some like stills you can see online but i couldn't share my experience because it's in my mind right it's real because you're the only one who can see it i I didn't create it but it's in my mind yeah (laughs) i'm the only one that can see it unless you take little two little cameras and put it up to the eye things or whatever but yeah i don't know how you do that Uh, so check that out at dave and busters and check out our youtube channel at just enough trope uh to see some of those videos when they come out okay awesome. uh one more story for the end of this Call this one the squirrel. Looks like Star Trek fans are trying to build a statue of Chief O'Brien in Dublin. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why? Just because there there are huge Star Trek fans over there? To honor Irish actor Colin Meany. Yeah. Well, I get. I know he's Irish, and like <laughs> the character was, but um. There must really be a huge following over there. Well, he's really the only Irish Star Trek character when you think about it, you know? Prove That's me wrong. That's true. And, uh, and I'm talking like, you know, f- right from Falls Road, you know, not just, yeah, there's a little Irish in Archer for sure. Oh, sure, come yeah. On. Yeah, um, they made a, a petition on ipetitions.com. It's reached, okay. uh, as the time of this broadcast, 2,466 signatures. They were looking wow. for 1,000. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Uh, will he sign off on this statue? Do we know? That is a good question. I'll say first that uh, they are going to include a proposal to the Dublin City Council. Okay. Uh, to commission this statue and display it on uh, the streets of Dublin. Very cool. Yes. Uh, I'm just the reason I asked if he was going to sign off on it is I am reminded oh, of. All right. When, Careful. Yeah careful last year that tea that tea is cresting the rim of your cup (laughs) uh when we went uh to iowa to the birthplace of captain kirk um and uh they unveiled a statue of him yes and trek fest trek fest and supposedly later he found out about it or something and he didn't think that it looked like him or he wasn't happy about it. (laughs) Okay. So this is the situation where it's like the boy cries wolf, but the wolf like gives the boy one star on Yelp. Like, who do you believe? (laughs) Right. Right. That didn't make any sense. Uh, Trek fest. So fun every year. Uh, yeah. It's so much enthusiasm, and there's oh, so definitely. many people who are just having a, a lot of fun. As far as the way, like the 
administration of the festival. I think it could be better sometimes. I think sometimes it just sort of barely comes off. Although they've got a lot of big plans. Yeah. One of their big plans was a statue. Yes. So if you told me that they just commissioned with a local sculptor and created a statue and never even talked to Bill Shatner or did. I mean, I know he's been there for Trek Fest once or twice. Okay, sure. And nobody ever answered their call and they just went ahead with it anyway. I would absolutely believe you. Right. However, speaking of tea and the spilling thereof, mm-hmm. Bill Shatner is like one of Twitter's greatest monsters. <laughs> Yes, this, so, is, this so, is true. And it apparently he's doing all these tweets himself. I don't, or maybe he yells them at a assistant. I don't know. Yeah. But from day to day, he either loves or hates every single thing. And if you have okay, a topic this is true. that is Trek related, you both desire and fear his eye on it, like the eye of <laughs> Sauron, because or that's just all bad, I guess, because he's either going to be like, yeah, great, or be like, who are these idiots? I don't know what this is. And so that was his initial reaction to the statue thing. Right. Now, I think if you follow up on that, you'll see that he did do another tweet at lower volume later on that was essentially like, yeah, it's great. So somebody got to him and was like, didn't you sign a thing or something? Right, right. Or something like that. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. Who's telling the truth? Right, right. How how do you tell? We need a discovery scan to scan the brain. (laughs) Oh, look, it's a hologram. Watch it. What's your name? Spock. Didn't move. Right. Right. What? I know. Plus, were they doing a thing? That was literally Spock's brain. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they were doing a thing or not. Make a guess. Yeah. Um, Here's what I want to know. Yeah. Where's the Keiko statue? Ooh. And second of all, will they push this statue down the stairs every week? Because O'Brien must suffer. <laughs> Will they then later what? put the statue in a cage for 20 years until it grows a beard and kills its friend statue? Oh my God, no. For a little bit of bread that it was saving for. Yeah, him. right, right. Yeah. yeah, he was like tortured or so. Then will they, <laughs> will the Cardassians put it on trial yeah. for espionage? Will they sculpt the transporter room control console to put in front of him? Because that's uh, that's some classic O'Brien. I actually kind of like that yeah, that's idea. What I, want. I I I I think, e- yeah, either that or him playing darts with Bashir. You know? How do you uh, show in sculpture form a communicator ringing that he's not answering, and it's his wife wondering where he is? Yeah, because dinner's dinner's ready. Yeah, I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. Okay, but that right. would be good also. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag justice for Keiko. Uh, that's it for the Trek news this week. Uh, people should check out Just Enough Trope where? Uh, Just Enough Trope at, on Facebook and Just Enough Trope on Twitter. And JustEnoughTrope.com. What's coming up on Just Enough Trope? Well, this week we are going to be talking about All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison. Is it his birthday? Uh, it, we are talking about the, it birthday. is Superman's birthday. <laughs> oh, too many balloons. Up. Uh, take all the balloons away. <laughs> you would think it was Grant Morrison's birthday since we've been talking about his work so much, but uh, it is Superman's. Birthday. Life short. Yeah. And horrible <laughs> until he makes it better. Yeah, it was Superman's birthday in April. Batman got the uh, fanfare this year because it's his yes. 80th birthday. It yes. was 80, uh, Superman's 80th birthday last year. Okay. Yeah, so a little late, but 
belated, as yes, they say. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, check that out, and thanks again for joining me. Oh, thanks again for having me. Thanks to Mika for dropping in to help out with the news. If you want to hear more nerd news every week, stay ahead of the curve and get reviews and analysis of your favorite films, shows, comics, and more. You can every Monday on the Just Enough Trope podcast, available on your podcatcher of choice on Facebook and Twitter at Just Enough Trope and at JustEnoughTrope.com. Also, please consider sampling some of Vonda McIntyre's fine writings. I would recommend her excellent original series novel, The Entropy Effect. I'll leave a link for it in the show notes. That link will take you to Amazon.com, where you can purchase Vonda's Star Trek and other sci-fi novels. When you get to Amazon, by clicking through our links or through our Amazon banner at EnterprisingIndividuals.com, a percentage of your transaction comes back to us at no extra cost to you and helps keep the warp core lit here. And this counts for anything. It's not just Star Trek stuff. In fact, you can bookmark our banner, and when you click through to Amazon that way, whatever you buy, the same deal applies. It's a great way to help support the show. Anytime you shop on Amazon.com, click through our Amazon banner or through your bookmark or saved link and shop away. And maybe you're saying... I don't have time for any new books. Not right now. I've got to reread All-Star Superman by Monday so I can listen to you and Mika talk about it on Just Enough Trope. To which I would say, now you're talking. See you then. But I would also say, if you like what you hear on Enterprising Individuals and you want to help support the show, why not head to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash EISTpod. It's there that you can sign up to be a crew member for the show for a small monthly amount, and you can get access to exclusive subscriber content. You can get access to our live shows. You get DS9 and Voyager rewatch recaps, extended interviews from show guests containing off-topic discussions and outtakes, and more. Just head to patreon.com forward slash EISTpod. Anyone can join our crew, Grant Morrison fan or no, all are welcome at patreon.com forward slash EISTpod. And as always, the best way to support the show is to tell a friend. Anything you contribute to the show will be appreciated and will help keep us flying. Thanks. And that's it for this supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Facebook and Twitter. Look for Enterprising Individuals, shortened to E-I-S-T-P-O-D. If you're an Apple Podcast listener and you haven't yet, why not look us up on Apple Podcasts? Make sure you're subscribed to the show. Also, write us a little review if the spirit moves you and give us a rating at the very least. We would appreciate it. If you're not an Apple Podcasts user, you can still subscribe to the show on Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get our show from. And if you leave positive comments, comments, and ratings and reviews on those platforms as well, we would be eternally grateful. Next week on Enterprising Individuals. Like Optimus Prime, the Federation believes that freedom is the right of all sentient beings. But some of our favorite Star Trek characters find themselves continually butting up against the Federation's definition of a sentient being. One can only hope that Optimus himself would be spared his own personal measure of a Mac. When Voyager finds a civilization that has never heard music, the Doctor and his sonorous tenor voice quickly become worldwide phenoms, forcing him to make a choice between celebrity and duty. Writer, comedian, and podcaster Asterios Kokonos joins me next week to talk about an episode of Star Trek Voyager that goes behind the music and behind our favorite holographic Doctor. It's Virtuoso, next time on Enterprising Individuals. And until then, I'm your Captain Caliban, signing off and saying live long and prosper. Live long and prosper.